just want to uh, let us know that today is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. We thank God that today is a brand new day. And uh, we just need to rejoice and be glad in it. Hallelujah. Today we are having a a good topic, request in times of trouble or request during trouble. Or you can put it heart request, your heart request. You know, from the innermost being of you, you are making your request. When we are in distress, whatever situation we find ourselves, circumstances, tribulation, whatever, affliction, we will make that request like David did. So we'll be going through the word of God today and see what the Lord will teach us, this Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. So join with us as we begin with prayer. Hallelujah. Amen. We thank you, Father God. We thank you for your goodness to us. We thank you for your mercy that, Lord Jesus, is only you. If it's not only your grace, merciful, where would we be, King of glory? We just want to thank you that in our heart to know that you are our light, you are our salvation, you are trust you. You are our strength, you are our life, you are our confidence, our protector from the wickedness, our refuge. He's everything we could ever need, everything. If you don't have a friend, make him your best friend because you'll never even tell anybody. But you'll have a conversation with him and he will listen to you. When you cry, you know that he hears you. So have the confidence in this God. Have the confidence in every situation that He will. He knows you by your name, and He hears you by whatever you speak. But have faith and confidence, knowing that He's God, He's the Almighty, He's the everlasting. There's none like Thee. There's none like thee. And this morning, it's a God we are talking about. It's a God we are praying. It's a God that even as we we learn ourselves, we pray that wherever you are, whatever situation, there's nothing God cannot do. But learn to be in his presence. Because in his presence, there is joy. In his presence, there is peace. In his presence... Hey, there is everything you're ever looking for. There is vision for you. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father God. Holy Spirit, we ask you to lead us, O oh God. We don't want to speak on our own, but speak through us, O oh God. We are just vessels who have been uh, who have submitted to you. Lord, we don't want to teach anything in our strength, in our understanding, but Lord, let the Holy Spirit be guide us and use us and speak through us in the mighty name of Jesus. And whoever is sick and whoever has no hope, remember, he is God. If you have tried everything, try this God. We have tried him and we know we are not just 
speaking because we were told, but through experience. He has brought us from so many things, and we still hold our head and know that he's God on the throne, and he will never leave us, and he will never forsake you. Let it be the same for you. Yeah, we who are speaking, we are speaking, for we have proved him, and he works. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And thank you for your people. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Hallelujah. Now, if you've been following us, you will see that we've been dwelling in Psalm 27. It's amazing what Psalm 27 presents. It presents a whole lot of stuff. We can see trust. And we can see uh, David's affirmation of the reality of God. And we can see uh, David's strong desire to live in the presence of God. And we also see uh, David's determination not, not to fear his enemies because of God's presence. And we also see a desire to live continuously in God's presence, and we see a, uh, David's prayer for continuing trust in the midst of a life of stress. Hallelujah. Isn't that amazing? So for today, we are going to concentrate from verse 7 to 14. Last week, we dealt with verse 4, 5, 6, but today, we will try and see what the Lord will teach us from verse 7 to 14. Hallelujah. You read 7 to 14. <clears throat> Amen. Okay, verse 7. He says, Hear, O Lord. Um, let me use the New King James. Let me read this. Okay. I like Okay, he says, Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice, have mercy also upon me, and answer me. When you said, Seek my face, my heart said to you, Your face, Lord, I will seek. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You have been my help. Do not leave me nor forsake me, O God of my salvation. When my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take care of me. Teach me your way, O Lord, and lead me in a smooth path because of your enemies. Do not deliver me to the will of my adversaries. For false witnesses have risen against me, and such as breathe out violence. 13. I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say. On the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. 
So we just read Psalm 27 from verse 7 to 14. Now, before we really continue, I'd like to stress that, you know, at the beginning of this topic, I began with how to allow God to protect you. That is you and me. I'm not left out from the scene. I'm included. Hallelujah. So, and during the journey, I began to change the topic. So, we may not just be part one, part two, part three. But today, I have uh, said request times of trouble or request during trouble. And that will deal with the point number three, learning God's way. Okay? Learning God's way or teach me your ways. And the point four is wait for God. In in essence, what I'm saying is if I have to teach this in a whole topic in one setting, so I will have four points. Okay, it will be one, know who your God is and put your confidence in him. Point two, desire God the more. That is seeking his face. Okay, point three is learning God's way. Teach me your ways. Very important. Then the last and not the least is point four. Wait for God or wait on God. Hallelujah. So point three and four, we try as much as possible today and deal with those two points. Hallelujah. So I hope that clarifies everything. And um, we are going to deal with verse 7 to 14 today. And now we've just read 7 to 14. And it began with, Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice, have mercy also upon me and answer me. Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice, have mercy also upon me and answer me. Now, when you when you go through that verse 7 to 14, you will be able to see that there are 10 requests, 10 requests that you will discover. And I'm going to try and uh, say it. 10 requests that will come from our hearts. And one of them we are finding in that verse 7. He said, hear when I cry. Sometimes when we are in that trouble, whatever situation we find ourselves, we believe that nobody is hearing us. He said, hear when I cry. Sometimes we are crying, the, 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 the heaven is so far. Where are you, God? Where are you in this situation? I can understand. It's, it's so, uh, it's, 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 it's amazing. Last night, we had on the news a, a, a family. Uh, I don't, uh, they, they didn't say where the lady went. I mean, the, the, the mom went. These are two, two young, uh, two young girls. They slipped into a pool and they got drowned. 
and the father has gone to the supermarket to quickly pick some groceries. How can you explain that? And how would you be able to cry in that situation? Then you come back, you discover that your two kids, they have drowned. How can you cry? So sometimes it's, it's just, you can't explain. He said, here when I cry. Then the number two is have mercy upon me. That is verse that is verse seven. Having mercy upon me. Sometimes we accuse God that He is not having mercy upon us. And most of the time we accuse Him or blame Him for our misfortunes that He is the one that is putting us in those situations. He is the one assigning the devil to deal with us. Very wrong accusation. How would you feel when someone is accusing you wrongly? See how merciful God is? Hmm? So if God were to act in the old dispensation where you talk, (laughs) the ground opens. But now we are in the grace dispensation, and we thank God for that. It, it would have been terrible. We would have, we would have all be swallowed up. See, most of the time we accuse him, we blame him, we do all sorts of things, and, and nothing happens. And the sad part of that, then we say God doesn't exist. There's no God. He exists. Just that we are in a different dispensation. It's a grace dispensation. With justice already down. Verse three said, "I mean, the the the, the third point is answer me. I'm asking, answer me. See, I want answer." Like we we ask questions, need somebody to answer you. So David is saying, answer me. The first time he said, are you hearing me? Have mercy upon me. Point two. The third point is, answer me. You see? Now verse four says, hide not your face from me. That is in verse nine, you will find that. Hide not your face from me. Then I, 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 I'm just trying to go through them. Then as with time, we'll go in depth in those points. But we just want to go through each point. Then we will see what the Lord says. Okay. Then point five says, put not your servant away in anger. One of the, one, one of the, uh, uh, um, sad part of our life is for us to be put away in anger. You know the consequences of that. Verse, uh, uh, you find that in verse nine. Then point six says, "Leave not, leave me not, leave me not." That is abandon, abandoning me. 
that is abandoning somebody. Leave me not. And uh, point seven. Point seven says, neither forsake me. That is, somebody will just abandon you. Somebody will forsake you. It will, it will fail you. Somebody you hope for will just say, mm, that one, I don't want him anymore. Rejection. Right? Rejection. You find that in verse 9. And verse, uh, in, in point number 8, point 8 is, teach me your Very, very critical. Teach me your ways. So we will go in depth in this in this point, and that is in verse eleven. And point nine, lead me in a clear path. And many many times, this is our prayer that God lead us in a plain path. But in reality of life, there is actually no plain path. Our our path. Is filled with valleys, hills, mountains. Some are turning, some, some are obstacles, some are covered and on and off. There's really no plain path. But our desire is really for us to have what? A plain path. Okay? So then, 10. It delivered me not to the will. Of my enemies, deliver me of my enemies. We all know the will of our enemies, right? <laughs> oh, we all know that it's the will of our enemies, right? And when 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 you go to verse John uh, chapter ten. Verse 10. See, the enemy, when you go to, uh, let's see. The enemy is what? It's a thief. It's a thief. In uh, John 10 10. The enemy is what? It's a thief. Okay. And he said, the thief comments not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. And Jesus said, I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. The enemy is a thief. His desire is to steal. Desire is to kill. Desire is war to, uh, to destroy. That's his will. That's the will of the enemy. To steal our, our money, to steal our uh, peace, to steal our joy, to steal our strength. Hmm? So, but we have the Lord who is here with us, sitting with us today, who has promised with us that he is always with us. He will never abandon us. He will never leave us. His desire, his will, 
is to give us an abundant life, a life of peace, a life of joy, a life of blessing, a life that will begin to seek his face evermore, an eternal life. Hallelujah. Well spoken, um, um, there is so much you can learn, and it's so deep, and uh, it's you to to decide. It's you to decide. It's you to decide. You know, when we read, uh, God gives us different revelations uh, depending on where you are and what you need. So what we are saying is not like it's, it's all. You, if you study that word yourself, it will speak to you in an amazing way. And it will answer many answers. But the, 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 the common one is here, you know, when you say that, uh, that uh, uh, hear me when I cry. Have my support. There are some things that we need to know there. Whatever situation, whatever, he hears you. And now I want to approach it a little different from the person what he's saying. That is so powerful. I'm also remembering Jesus, you know. Uh, when you think about Jesus, what he went through, this cry was for Jesus. He was crying to his father, right? And uh, he, he, when he was on that cross going through that pain, when you read the uh, you can just see Jesus here too, uh, that you, and yes, and not make it personal. Everyone, even as uh, he was teaching, you have to take it and make it personal. What is your cry? What are you going through? You put your name. Don't just read it as a book. This one, uh, we are allowed to put our name, our situations. So uh, I, I truly believe also that is my revelation I have now. Dr. Sonny was talking about a personal revelation, you know, when you read this. But I'm just going to share this with you. But I truly believe that 7 to 10 belongs to the moment of his arrest and the abandonment of his disciples. You know, it's amazing. The Bible is so deep. So don't just take it and, uh, and, and like, oh, this is what this person is teaching. Who put your name? Um, cry whatever you're crying. And you know that he hears you, you know? And uh, so, uh, like uh, in, in 7, he said, when you said, seek ye my face, my heart said unto you, your face, Lord, I will seek. So in other words, Christ looked to the heavenly Father alone, nobody else, not your husband, not your mother. You know, you have to know who you're looking up to, and who's that who hears you, and who's that who has the mercy, and that's what Jesus also did. You know, for none other could help. <laughs> it's the same presently with all. Oh, not your pastor. Yeah, your pastor can join me in prayer. I can pray with you. 
I can give you a prayer point. But it is you to take it personally, to remember that he has, he does what? He hears you, and he loves you, and he knows you as an individual, not as a group, not as a family, but you are dear to him. Amen? So, uh, and then uh, number nine, he's talking about Jesus Christ was petitioning of Christ to the Father, which was fully answered. He answered him. Hallelujah. He answered him when he cried. When he was in pain. He, we all know the story that he almost, you know, the, the pain was so crucial. He didn't know. And all his disciples uh, left him, right? He was all alone. So we know that's true. If Jesus, it can happen to Jesus. So more than our eyes should remain. You have to choose. You have to know. You might need money and you look, maybe your sister has money. But that money, you might not even enough. What you think that person has is not enough for you. So your eyes, whatever you're asking, turn to God. Petition to God. So, uh, and uh, uh, when you look at 10, he says, when my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. Uh, you know, uh, at the uh, at the crucifixion, everybody, just few people, they they left him. All the Peter, all those people who said they will they will die for you. So this is the same thing. People will leave you. Your pastor, you will come with a situation. You are being thrown out of the home. Your pastor will ask you, Have you been paying your tithes? I've had those situations. And maybe they don't even have enough. And maybe God wants you to learn to trust him. So there's no one else that uh, that you can help you. Nobody. Nobody. And um, the way the Lord, uh, I, I, I live in, I was, I was, when I was reading, he's like, teach me your way, O Lord, and lead me in a, a plain path. Because of my enemies, that path was Calvary. It is the same path presently that we, the Lord, teaches us. Chapter, uh, Luke chapter 9, verse 23. And then when you can you can see. It says, take up the cross and follow him. Then he said, then he said to him, oh, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up the cross daily and follow me. Verse uh, 24. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. And whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. As you read, I mean, you can read on everything. It's so good. Let me just stop on 25. For what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and he himself destroys or lost. That's why in the previous verse he's talking he our desire. Everything we do. We are caught up with taking care of our lives. But our desire our desire is to stay in his presence. To stick us from our God. Because you are the answer to, 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 to 
continue and do it now for the last day. But I just wanted to take care of this and see how Jesus used the same method. You can use the same, take the same method. Jesus used the same method. Just take it personally. That's going to help you. Not to give it, not to Jesus. But now we put your name there and pray that way and have the confidence of knowing He is with us. And He will never leave you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Isn't that wonderful? <laughs> Isn't that wonderful? I love the Luke chapter 9, verse 23. You see, the ultimate aim of us seeking his face is for us to what? follow him. And following will entail suffering and hardship. It won't be easy to just wake up and take the cross and follow him. So it will require sacrifice. And most of the time, and it's always painful when we have to make sacrifice. Then we discover that it's not, it's not about us anymore. It's about him. It's about the Lord. It's about what he says we should do. Okay? So we have to seek his face. And when he said seek his face, he said, I will seek his face. Okay, I will seek his face. <clears throat> you know, you know, from the beginning, the Lord is telling us that the presence of God, his face, was the psalmist's highest purpose, which is also us today. Our purpose is to seek him. Our purpose is to seek his face. You see, in Jeremiah 29, he said, Then you shall call upon me. That is from 12 to 13. Jeremiah 29, 12 to 13. He said, Then you shall call upon me, and you shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. And you shall seek me and find me when you shall search for me with all your heart. With all our hearts. Now you can see what David is saying here is from his heart. He said, verse 8 says, He said, When thou seek, said, seek ye thy face, my heart said, it's your heart, my heart said, unto thee thy face, Lord, will I seek. He made a promise to God and said, Yes, I will actually. Seek your face. That is, in the midst of what I'm seeing, in the midst of challenges, in the midst of all this crisis, in the midst of all the enemies, when you read from verse 1 to 3, you see, though an, uh, the, the enemies are out there like a, uh, an army against him. See, you, we all saw. The, the the people gang up, even his son Absalom from an army. And David has to run away from his kingdom, has to be running into the bush, trying to hide, trying to protect his life from he would have been slaughtered. Can you imagine Saul 
march up the whole army against one person. It was not, it, we just read it now. It wasn't easy. It was a tough challenge for David. It, it was tough. And that is the reason why we have all these Psalms written. You see, with, maybe if there was no all these challenges that he faced, we would not have had this book of Psalms. And these books of Psalms help us today in our various challenges. So we can follow suit and pray and use it to guide against the enemy, against us. See, So this is so important for us to learn from. There will be challenges. There will be affliction. There will be uh, uh, trouble. Sometimes you are not looking for it. You will look for us. Sometimes when you are even in your bed, even dreaming, we, we even see challenges already in the dream, already already appear in the dream, just waiting for us to wake up. You see? So the only time we won't find challenges or whatever is when we meet him in his kingdom, when he welcomes us to his kingdom. Then we will be free from all these challenges. But as as long as we have the sun, we have the the uh, uh, seed time, harvest time, mm. it will continue. It's like a season. You find you find uh, somebody is just walking. You think is everything is fine, but until he tells you where, what he or she is going, I mean what what he or she is facing, you will not know. But his face is shining. You think, oh, all is well. It's not well. And maybe you think yours is the worst. But until you hear from the other person, they discover that, ah, yours is not worse. So this tells us that we are not to run away from God. We have to run to him like David did here. He didn't run away from God. He said, Lord, you are my source. You are the God I desire. I desire you. I want to seek you. I want to dwell in your house. Because dwelling in your house, I am guaranteed a protection. I know you will not forsake me. You will put me on a rock. And in, when I'm in that rock, I will be able to sing songs. You know, it was a psalmist. He, he, he wrote songs. I will be able to sing songs. I will be able to praise you. I will be able to give adoration. One of the things we need to do if we are not doing it is remember what the Lord has done for you in the past. That is, you can just meditate in how God has protected protected you in the past. God's mercy, God's provision in the past. Instead of meditating on what he has not done, let us learn to meditate on what he has done, what he has uh, provided Maybe protection, miracles that he has done for you. And meditate on that and sing psalms and praises. You see here in verse 6, you see, he said, And now my hand shall be lifted up above my enemies all around. Therefore, I will offer sacrifice of joy in his tabernacle. And I will sing 
Yes, I will sing praises to the Lord. Hallelujah. This is so amazing. Say, I will sing, yes, I will sing praises to the Lord. Instead of complaining and all that, you just offer praises, offer worship, adoration, celebrate him for what he has done. Acknowledge him that, God, you are good. Not blaming. Not complaining. Sometimes we do, but it's, it's showing that we are just so fleshy. He understands. He's, he's, he's our father. He will, he will not blame us for all that. He knows where we are. He knows our level. So, But he will answer our prayer. And that is what David is doing here in verse 7. He said, Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice, have mercy also upon me, and answer me. See, sometimes it looks so far away. He said, answer me. Now, verse, verse 8 says, When you say, seek my face, my heart says to you, your face, Lord, I will seek. You see? We, this is what God has demanded from all of us from the beginning of his reading revelation. He wants us to seek his face. You know, a, a, a popular verse, which we all know, in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, says, Seek ye first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. It's seeking him first and his kingdom. Uh, oh, this is what I understand by this verse. That is, you might have a different understanding. What I understand by this verse is in Everything that we are doing, we acknowledge him. If we are crying, we acknowledge him. If we are in joy, we acknowledge him. If we, whatever we do, we acknowledge him. In every situation we do, we acknowledge him. He is number one. Okay? So, you acknowledge him. You, you make sure you, you recognize that you are not alone. Very important. There's somebody sitting by your side. There's somebody walking by you. You are not alone. That alone is comforting in the challenges we go through. Seek ye first his kingdom and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. See? So we see this happening in our life. We see this happening in the life of people when we begin to seek him. If we don't put him aside. But our Lord is so merciful. So merciful, God. Even though we put him aside, he still say, I am your dad. I am beside you. Because of his commitment, in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5, you see, Hebrews 13, let's go there and read it, okay? Hebrews 13, verse 5, so let me read it from NIV, okay? NIV. See, the commitment is always is, is there already. And, and and 
this is a, 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 a consolation for every one of us. He said in verse 5, he said, uh, uh, keep, keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you live, what you have, because God has said, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. You see, so when we seek him first, there will be provisions. There will be uh, what we need. You see, he said, ne never will I leave you nor forsake you. Verse 6 says, so we, so we say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can mere mortal do to me? So the Lord has promised that he will be our helper. We should not be afraid. What can mere mortal do to me? That is what, what, we, what can people do to, to us? Okay? So there is that commitment to us that he will always be with us. He will always protect us. He will always guide us. Okay? So I hope that helps. Now we move down to uh, we move down to verse uh, uh, hiding not your face from us. Hide not your face from me. One 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 thing we don't want the Lord what what we don't want the Lord to do to us is hiding his face from us. It's the last thing that we will want. You remember the priestly, uh, Aaronic priestly blessing in Numbers chapter 6 from verse 22 to 28? That is Numbers chapter 6 from 22 to 28. And it says, and the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto Aaron and unto his sons, saying, On this wise you shall bless the children of Israel, saying unto them, The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. And the Lord lift his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. And he concluded with verse 27. He said, And they shall put my name upon the children of Israel, and I will bless them. Meaning, Aaron and his children, the moment they begin to pray with these verses, and they put his name, that is, in the name of Jehovah, I will come and bless them. He will bless you. He will bless me. Hallelujah. So we don't want his face <laughs> to to go out of us. He said, the Lord make his face shine upon thee. Because from his face that is shining, our face will shine. If his face that is shining is out of us, where do we get the shining? Nowhere. We are doomed. We are in darkness. You see, it is it is light. In this light, we get light. If we don't get light from him, we have darkness. He said, the Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee, and they shall put my name upon the children of Israel, and I will bless them. Hallelujah. 
is so amazing. See, so now we go to the next point, which is uh, leave me not. I mean, verse five, uh, point five. Put not your servant away in anger. Put not your servant away in anger. We are children of God. We are his children. So one of the things is for us not to be put away in anger. That is somebody to just abandon you, to reject you. Okay. Okay. Um. I just wanted uh, what time do we have? Um, you know, when you are speaking about the seeking, uh, uh, you know, how how we are so busy these days, we are so busy, and we really don't know our priorities. I just want to read something. I read some years ago, and it really changed my life. I know, I mean, we all know, but when I saw it, it was really... Uh, it's yeah. Um, uh, what is a priority is defined as the principal thing, putting first things first, establish the most important thing, primary focus, placing in order of importance, placing highest value and worth upon, first among all others, right. And uh, also, um, I'm just trying to summarize that uh, when our priorities are correct, we preserve and protect our life. When we fail to establish correct priority causes us to waste the most important commodity, our time and energy. And when I looked at those things and I was like, wow, and I know I'm not the only one. Or us, we know we have wasted a lot of time, right? We have wasted a lot of time. But uh, uh, I just want to show you the the things that we have running after, that they have inspired us as people of the of God and myself. And I'm still struggling with that. I'm praying, God, give me a grace to, be, <laughs> to put you first. But uh, I, I want you just to listen. So most of us in this world, and it is the plan of the devil, are driven by incorrect priorities that occupy and control our entire lives. Water, food, clothing, housing, protection, security, preservation, self-actualization, significance. We are meeting human needs, you know. So priority in religion, prayers, and petition is for personal needs. Human needs drive religion. And we need, much. we call it by faith. And, uh, and still, we are just striving for these things. We don't trust God. It's not that he doesn't want you to go to school. He doesn't want you to do... He's the one who created all the businesses. He wants us to succeed. But our priority has to change. Because when he says his word, that's why. Right. He wants to seek him first. 
the rest shall, shall follow. It is what it is. And most of us, even myself here and I, all of us, we are still struggling. Even when you hear this word, when you see it by eyes, still, we are still, still struggling. So we are to relate to the verses. But think about that. We are foolish in our lives, thinking, seeking things that cannot satisfy. One needs more God. One of the things who can give us great joy, peace, attraction, and contentment. We are the world of sins if the people, myself included, because I put one leg here, because I want to take care of myself. So, and we, we are not just telling you. We are, even now as we are talking, we still struggle. Uh, should I do this job? Should I do this
Okay. Yeah. I, I, so forgive me for the confusion, but I'm just I was just thinking. Yes. Please remember the power, the greater the authority is the authority. Is the only role. The devil we might have given the devil some power for now, but no, our God still reigns. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Yeah, we need to prioritize our day and life and all the things that we do. And when we do that, we factor him in. So we acknowledge him, we appreciate him, we put him in the midst of equation. If he's not in that equation, the equation is wrong. Okay? So we feel that... uh, uh, multiplication or addition, subtraction or division. Okay? So now you see in that verse nine, he said, Do you not hide your face from me? Do you not turn your servant away in agar? And you see the next phrase there. He said, You have been my help. That one amazes me. So he said you have been my help. Yeah. The Lord that He has been His helper, and without Him, we cannot do nothing. Without Him, we we are stranded. I have three more minutes for many. With without Him, we cannot do much. We 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 cannot even help ourselves. Without Him, the peace we get is the peace of the world. It's not His peace. Without him, we cannot add, we cannot do much. So we need him, we need his help. Hallelujah. He said, you have been my help. Do you not leave me, nor forsake me, O God of my salvation. He came to save us from all our crises. He came to redeem us. He came to deliver us. He came to bless us. He is our salvation. God is our salvation. God of salvation. Hallelujah. The said, verse 10 says, When my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take care of me. I think Reverend Joe has talked about this in detail. Just for me to add a little bit. You won't find anyone. It will just be, it will just be only you. It will just be only you. Um, you won't find even your friends. Uh, it, it has happened to me. <laughs> you will not find any, anybody. No one. You will call the friend. You will call. He will try to give you excuse. This is the reason why I will not be able to assist you. I'm sorry. You look at your right. Nobody look at your left. Nobody. Is is is. Just now left with you and your God. Paul was abandoned by many people, by uh, his fellow uh, pastors, fellow evangelists, fellow apostles. They abandoned him. He was left alone. 
And how about our Father Himself, our Lord Jesus Christ? On that cross, He was abandoned by God the Father. So there are times that we are going to be left alone. It is that time that you will sort yourself out. And it is that time you will really know who your Father is. It is that time you will now see your relationship, your fellowship with him, and, and begin to grow. It's a growing process. Begin to see how God is. Begin to see his relationship with you. Begin to see that he will never leave us and he will never forsake you. Hallelujah. So, he said, when my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take care of me. See? So we don't want anybody to uh, have a situation where uh, he's, he's left alone and nobody is with him. No, nobody, uh, nobody is there to help. You may find this at, one, at least maybe once in a while. The, the the what you need to do next doesn't mean you go and commit suicide or go and kill yourself or say oh everybody has abandoned me so now nobody loves me so I kill myself no 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 please don't kill yourself don't do those things don't if anybody hate you, anybody, anybody abandon you, but God has not hate you or abandon you. God loves you. Okay? God loves you. He loves you. He loves me. It's an agape love without any condition. There's no condition laid on it. Okay? He loves you. Okay? He loves